7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Greg. Very good evening. Welcome to the show. I am not alone as always. Luyolom Kalipi and Katlecho Mudiba producing and Babalom Duma is with us in technical as a technical producer tonight. We are going to look back at the weekend that had so many talking points, starting with the rugby, that heartbreaking defeat for the box and the Springboks are crying foul after referee Angus Gardner failed to award them a penalty. Um, because of Owen Farrell's tackle on Andre Estesen at the end with the score 12-11 in favour of the home side at Twickenham. And many believe that if that penalty was given, uh, then definitely Andre Pollard would have put it over. There has been so much outrage from the box supporters and even a box coach, Rasia Rasmus, was shocked by the decision and hinted that um, he will also do the same. He will actually let his players actually practice that and do the same if it's been deemed to be legal. So we have invited a former referee just to come and shed some light on that tackle and most importantly um, what do the rules say? Because now with the technology in place, we were actually able to hear what the referee said on the pitch when he gave his reasons for not giving it. He believed that there was enough of an arm around Andre Estesen to prove to him or to show him that a a tackle was uh, intended there. So that's why he did not actually give it as a foul. And even World Rugby has backed him. I saw a tweet earlier today uh, that says that the referee will not be cited uh, for for making that decision that he made. So we'll talk um, about that with former referee Friak Berger. Another big talking point came in the telecom knockout. And no, it's not the tantalizing Soweto Derby semi-final between Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates but Itumel Nkune's handling of the ball outside the box when he was one-on-one uh, with Aubrey Mudiba and most of the analysts and scribes all felt that it should have been a straight red uh, but it wasn't given so we'll speak to a former referee uh, to find out there what does the law say uh, because people are making comparisons now to previous incidents where we've seen uh, keepers being sent off for being the last line of defense and for handling also and, and uh, so that's all we're going to talk about and then after that we will talk Bafana Bafana the squad was announced today with the big talking point there being the return of Tulani Serrero and uh, we've got a question that we are asking regarding Tulani Serrero and I really really want to get your thoughts on this when we get to that uh, point later on on the show because he's now been called back to the Bafana Bafana squad and the question that we want to ask because you remember a year ago he quit the national team because he wasn't being played even though he was being called up to the squad he was on the bench and he wasn't being played and he said it's either he plays or he doesn't get called up. Now he's made a U-turn. He's back. He, well, Safa have made a U-turn and they've called him uh, to the Bafana Bafana squad. And what we are asking is, are we creating a culture of self-entitlement here in the national team where players can tell the association or the coach when they want to play or not? It's not the first time. It's happened before with Kamhelo Mukoja. It's happened with Kemi Tarasma. With so many players, it's, it's, it's happened. And so what example are we sending here? Who does the national team uh, belong to uh, when players can choose which games they want to play? So please feel free to call us on any of our topics on 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. Our WhatsApp number is 061-4104-107 and it's hashtag SAFM Spot On on social media. So before we speak to former referee Freak Berger, let's hear from um, Rassi Erasmus what he made of that tackle on Andre S. Tazen. It was legal. We just have to latch on and do it the same. And uh, nothing, nothing irritated me. If it was legal, we should just do it because it's very effective. And and you know you can't let you know it's obviously to tackle a guy like Andre Estres and like that and stop him in his track. That's unbelievable. So we just have to try and practice that. Thanks, sir. 
Uh, sarcasm there, is that correct? No, not at all. Not at all. No, I just really think it's really effective, man. And that tweet from World Rugby says World Rugby can confirm that there were no sightings arising from uh, the England-South Africa match following reviews by the independent sighting officers. And former test referee Freak Berger joins us on the line. Mr. Berger, good evening and thank you very much, sir, for joining us on SAFM. Only a pleasure. Um, what I want to say right at the beginning is a big difference between the sighting and the actual incident. I'll tell you why, because the law is quite clear that determines exactly what is a tackle. And if you look at the law, it states that you've got to grasp. And what I recall grasping is using my whole arm from the armpit to the, to the fingers, grasping and hugging him like a bear. Uh, if you want, to, if you want to, 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 be, to be considered as tackling a player, the moment you're not grasping and you drop your shoulder, and you, and you hit a player with a shoulder, that becomes a different issue because there's no way you can tackle without the arms. Mm. And, and if you watch this specific case, um, Andre Estration has the ball, and as he ran, he, he went forward because he protected himself with the ball in his hand. Obviously, he, he, he was upright. He was not taken uh, of, of, of England in, in the face because that was the difference between the two of them um, knocking each other. So all I'm saying is that there was no legal tackle according to the law. So what was your immediate reaction when you saw that tackle? You see, it's, 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 it, looks, it looks far worse than what happened um, regarding regarding under estrogen on the ground being being injured or looking at being injured. Um, and obviously it's a collision. You know, somebody said that rugby, that, that ballroom dancing is a contact sport. And rugby is a collision. So this is a collision between two players. But if you, if you, if you collide like that and you, and you, and you, want, to, you want to tackle, you've still got to tackle within law. And obviously, and obviously the, the point of contact, if you want to use your, 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 your shoulder, if it's on the chest, that's still fine. But the moment it gets higher, it becomes dangerous. And tackles like this is reckless and dangerous. And if you decide that it was reckless, Okay, okay, we're going to try and get Mr. Freak Berger on a better line, guys. Let's please get him on a better line because I missed the most important part of what he was saying, whether it was a, a, a legal tackle or not. That's what I wanted to clear up before we get to the rest of the questions there with former test referee uh, Freak Berger. I also want to ask him about some interesting comments that were made by Bot. That's what they call him, Brian O'Driscoll. He said something very interesting on, 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 on Twitter in the wake of that incident and I want to find out if the referee agrees uh, with this or if this is actually how refereeing works. Uh, Brian O'Driscoll, the former Irish rugby player of course. So we are still trying to get Mr. Freak Berger back on the line and also remember later on we're going to talk about the Tulani Serrero situation he's back in the Bafana Bafana setup and we want to find out how do you feel about that does he owe the nation an apology um, is it right for him just to come back just like that uh, but let's finish this conversation with rugby first Mr. Beggar sorry we just lost you at the end there I wanted to find out from you is it a legal or illegal tackle from you now to me to me it's, 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 it's not a tackle to me it's a shoulder charge 
which is it's illegal. It's a shoulder charge, and according to that, it's a penalty. Okay. Now, the ref, from what we could hear through the mic, he said that he felt that there was enough of the left arm being wrapped around uh, Andre Estesen. That, that left arm or the right arm was no near in grasping. Most probably, he had a he had a movement, but there was no need, no near in grasping. If you tackle somebody, you've got to hold him. Mm. You've got to hold him. You've got to be in contact with him with the whole arm or with both arms. And there was no way um, he had any chance of 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 of, um, of tackling him with, with with. How do you tackle with one arm? Definitely not, especially with a shoulder. So is it how you go into the tackle that matters? Whether his left arm or he was trying to wrap up to wrap his left arm around the player, but he went with the shoulder first. Oh, you see, you get some tackles where it's all front on. You know, I mean, the the, the player comes towards you and you wrap him and you tackle him. You take him to ground. That's fine, but over here, if you look at the whole, the whole, the whole scene, both both players changed direction. Estrazen uh, came around; he changed direction, and and obviously, and obviously, um, Waddle just flung into him. He just flung into him and hit him with a shoulder. Now that was no legal tackle, uh, in my opinion. Now, Brian O'Driscoll said something very interesting on Twitter. He was replying to those who said the ref was too scared to give the penalty at that stage of the game because it would have decided the test match. He says that the game is oh. refed differently when the clock is red. Is that correct? Hard luck. Hard luck. Hard luck. You know, you don't, you don't as a referee want to determine a match with a penalty in the last minute. But if it's a penalty, if it's a penalty within law, you've got to give it. End the story. And there's a lot of penalties... Uh, given in last minutes with with legal infringements, so there's no there's no there's no uh, sort of a, uh, a decision that you can't give a penalty in the last minute. What I agree is that if if there was nothing done, I agree as a citing commissioner, I wouldn't have cited either because I thought I thought that if that contact was with the shoulder was in the on the jaw or in the face, that was that's red straight away red citing. But we've still got a citing commissioner's warning that we can give to warn the player, to warn the player, it was reckless, it was dangerous. You watch it because uh, it could still be, 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 be taken out of the, out of the pot at, 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 at the next matches. So he doesn't really run away from it, but it's still on his record. So if I understand you correctly, you're saying that he should have been warned at least? I reckon he should have been warned, the citing commissioner's warning. Mm. And now the book coach, Rasi Rasmus, we heard from him earlier. He says if that's legal, then they're also going to practice it and do it in well, the game. Well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the first book that goes into a tackle like that uh, is going to be in trouble. Mm. He's going to be in trouble. Watch my word. Because, because the, the international board, World Rugby, is very strict on above the shoulder line. They're actually taking it, taking it further down to the nipples. Any tackle above... Above, uh, lower, uh, above the nipple at, the, at this stage, which they which they they testing at the moment, it's going to be penalizable because they're very strict on the welfare and the safety of players. Does does that not make a mockery then of what they're trying well, to achieve? Well, you know, it's a contact. Have you watched Have you watched uh, rugby league? All these are all rugby league tackles, and and, and the amount of injuries that they've got. What what message do you send out to the schoolboys and the mothers and the fathers and telling them those are all legal tackles in the shoulder? They're going to stop playing. They're going to stop, they're stop playing hockey. Yeah. And with Farrell saying that uh, the pace, the pace that they collided at each other, it was just um, they were just it was just too fast for him to stop and do anything differently. Sorry, just uh, I'm yeah, saying. What do you see? Yeah. What do you see? You see both players. You just take the both players are are, are are moving. They're running. They're running. You know. So yeah. so if what have, what would have happened if Andre Estrazen 
with ball in hand, dropped his shoulder and knocked him in the face with his shoulder. What would have happened then? On the airspace and red card. Okay. You see, you've got to watch, you've got to watch above the shoulder line, you've got to watch injuries in the face. Head. All, all very, very dangerous. HIA, head, head in, in this, um, indicators. So definitely for you, that should not. It should have been a penalty because it wasn't even a tackle Absol- at all. Absolutely, penalty, penalty on field could have been a yellow card. No problem with that on field, but if there's nothing done on field, as a signing commissioner, I would have, I would have got a signing commissioner's warning after the match. Okay, doesn't, Just- doesn't affect the, the, the result, but yeah. affects his his playing conditions in, in, in next matches. Okay, Mr. Becker, thank you very much for joining us and clarifying this point. We really, really appreciate it. Former test. Thank you, sir. Former test referee Freak Berger, they're saying that, saying what a lot of people are saying, especially here in, not even in South Africa, actually. I think even Jeremy Gascott also said the same thing, that uh, that was actually uh, a penalty. That was just not on. It shouldn't have been allowed and it should have been penalized there, um, Owen Farrell. Let's get your calls. 0891-104-207. Tell us what you think of Owen Farrell's tackle on Andre Estes. And you can also give us your thoughts on the game. Box losing by a point, dominating the whole, well, almost all of the game. And I'm sure they still can't believe that they lost that game. Uh, let's see who's on the line. We've got Smilo in PE. Smilo, good evening. Thank you for joining hey, us. Hello, ta- hello Tabitha. Who's that? Fine, thanks. And you? I'm well, thanks, man. You know, uh, uh, Owen Farrell's uh, tackle there on Andre Estes, obviously that was illegal, you know. It was a so- clear shoulder charge. But then, as South Africans, you know, we cannot be complaining about the referee. You know, referees tend to make mistakes there and again. And this one was very crucial. I think the performance of the boys was below par, a cool, a, a lot. I think we should have beaten England, England within the first half. And if we had beaten England within the first half, taking our opportunities, we would have been complaining about the ref. I feel it's useless to complain about the ref, whereby we would have had a better performance. I think as South Africans and our, uh, and our Springboks, we need to take uh, internal locus of control, you know, and, 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 and do self-introspection about our performance. Was our performance good enough to beat England or not? And you can't always, re- and you can't always, always rely on a referee, especially in the last minute like that, especially when you've dominated the game. Yes, yes. I mean, like, you, you, you can't, you can't. It's unacceptable. You know, the, the, the performance that the boys showed that night. Okay. I deem it unacceptable. Yes, that's my thoughts on the game. So I think, I think, I think, Rafi and, and the boys need to do some self-introspection and come out strong against France in the weekend. Okay, great stuff. Thank you, Smilo and PE. And if you haven't heard by now that the box have uh, been boosted by the addition of six players now uh, for the test against France at the Stade de France this Saturday at 10.05 p.m. South African time. The likes of Ville Leroux, Fafdi Klerk, uh, Vincent Koch, uh, Franco Mostad, uh, Francois Lowe and Cheslin Colby are all back in the squad. They were not available for that match against England because it fell outside uh, the international test window, but they are back for this one against France in Paris. SAFM. Call Tabiso now. 0891-104-207. Well, I also promised that we will talk about the Itumele Nkune incident where he seemed to, well, where he handled actually the ball outside the box in their Telcom knockout match against Supersport United yesterday at the Moses Mabida Stadium. We had uh, confirmed a former referee to speak to us, but he has just told us now that they've all been told by Safa not to speak on this matter.
So there you have it. So we can't talk to our referee because Safa apparently sent an email to everybody a couple of minutes ago to say, please do not talk on this matter. I understand that they've got a review committee that will sit uh, tomorrow. And I think it will only be after that then that they are cleared to talk uh, the referees. And it's unfortunate that the email had to come just before our show. Well, just before we actually conducted the interview. So quite interesting that it had to come at that time. I don't know what you'll read from that uh, but uh, referee Jerome Damon though former referee Jerome Damon uh, did actually go big on social media about that decision not to give Itumile Kune a red card he said that just seen the Kune incident and yellow card only for stopping a promising attack there was no obvious goal scoring opportunity the ball had already left the player's foot and no control from the attacker we cannot guess the trajectory of the ball and he says hashtag law 12 i know some of the analysts um, were saying that it should have been a red card and jerome damon was telling people on twitter do not do not quote a former player uh, quote the law because the former players are wrong in interpretation and application of the law and then somebody reminded him that kune got a red card of the same incident in toyando and he said the law has since changed so that's what we were hoping to speak to our referee about to find out what has changed in the law now and what exactly does this law 12 uh, state and um I'll find Law 12 for you and then maybe you can make up your own mind here about what Law 12 says. It says that denying a goal or an obvious goal-scoring opportunity where a player denies the the opposing team a goal or an obvious goal-scoring opportunity by a deliberate handball offence, the player is sent off wherever the offence occurs. Where a player commits an offence against an opponent within their own penalty area which denies an obvious goal-scoring opportunity and the referee awards a penalty, the offender is cautioned if the offence was an attempt to play the ball in all other circumstances, e.g. holding, pulling, pushing, no possibility to play the ball or the offending player must be sent off and then it also says a player sent off a player sent off player substitute or substituted player who enters the field of play without the required referee's permission and interferes with play and denies the opposing team a goal or an obvious goal scoring opportunity is guilty of a sending offense so that's what a referee jerome damon had to say to uh, to say on social media when he was educating people about this law 12 so hopefully after suffers referees review committee sits and meets tomorrow and then they'll be able to um will be able to speak to somebody who'll be clear to talk about this issue so then let's then talk about Bafana Bafana the squad was announced um, today and after the break we'll hear from coach Stuart Baxter especially about the return of Tulani Serrero and I want to get your thoughts on this one SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide leading the conversation so before we hear from Coach Stuart Baxter, if you if you did miss the squad today, let me just tell you uh, the 23 that were called up to do duty against Nigeria. This match is on the 17th of uh, this month at the FNB Stadium. Remember, Bafana Bafana only needing three points from their last two matches against Nigeria and uh, the Seychelles to guarantee their sport at the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations in Cameroon. And the squad is Utumel Nkune, Ronan Williams, Darren Kieta, the goalkeepers, defenders Ramatlon Patlele, Muchaka Madi, Yanda Tulu, Tulani Sajuayo, Innocent Mayela, Sifiso Shanti, Busham Kwanazi, and Tamsang Namkize, in midfield, Vincent Pule, Lebohang Mabwe, Sompokeka, and a fortune Makarenga is back, Tabuhomukwena, Tiani Mabunda, 
Tulani Serero and Tembikosi Loch, and then up front, Lebumutiba, Pesita, Dinondlovu, and Tembazwane. But as I mentioned, the big talking point is the return of Tulani Serero, who had quit the national team a year ago, saying that he's not going to come to South Africa if he's called up, and then he does not play. And um, it's the same issue that happened here with uh, with Kamohelo uh, Mukocho. Also, you'll remember um, where he even renounced his essay citizenship when he wasn't being played by the then coach Six Mashaba. We also had Kemita Rasmus who publicly tweeted that he was not a backup player after being called up to replace Dukelo Randier. And the question we are asking today is are we creating a culture of self-entitlement in the national team where players can tell the association or the coach when they want to play for Bafana Bafana or not? Does Serrero not owe the country an apology? What does it say to the other players? Uh, is it player power in charge in, in at play here? And as the public, do we also uh, should we also take responsibility because we like to defend our favorite p- players and put them on the pedestals? And what about Safa? How much blame should they take here? So before we take your calls on 0891042070891104207, let's hear what the coach Stuart Baxter has to say about the return of Tulani Serrero. Tulani indicated strongly to people within the association that he wanted to make himself available for selection. I obviously checked and on his form and he's been playing quite well and he's been playing a lot at a good level. I obviously spoke to him so that we're both on the same page and I needed to know from him that his availability was unconditional because if you remember the problem was not that he didn't want to play for the national team, the problem was that if he didn't come here and play for the national team, he didn't want to sit on the bench or in the stand. I needed to be convinced that his availability was unconditional. He, he assured me it was, and I was delighted to hear that because he's one of the players that he's played at a very good level. So, therefore, he's included in the squad. Well, it's not a secret that it took the intervention of the SAFA leadership for Serrero to come back to Bafana Bafana after some within the FA had said that the former ex-Amsterdam player was banned from the national team. And Baxter also believed that as Serrero, who played the full 90 minutes in 14 out of 15 matches for his Dutch Eredivisie club, Vitesse, could play a critical role against Nigeria. Open the door and close the door, but like, a, like a, an old wild west saloon you know people come in and they go out and it doesn't matter it does matter it does matter what sort of what sort of, and we've worked very hard at it what sort of environment we have around the national team you know what what do we believe in what is what is the, the code of conduct what is the what is the sort of behavior that the that the public at large would want from their national team and we do work hard on that and so it isn't just to say Oh, you want to play? Come and have a game. No, it's not. And he is an important player. And he has been an important player. I don't think he's the sort of player that has a massive impact with his noise. You know, in the dressing room. He's a quiet boy. And I think that I'm working from the assumption that everybody can everybody can make a poor decision. I thought his decision was poor when, when he wouldn't continue to come and battle and uh, that's okay but I do think that everybody's got the right to a second chance with me this is his second chance now I think he's got qualities that we will need you know in our in our attacking in our attacking uh, game the mobility the vision to see a pass the one-on-one in tight areas I think we'll need that and I think if he can give us that 
and if he can give us the attitude that I think it's important that all the other boys see. So, what do you make then of Tulani Serrero's return to Bafana Bafana after he had quit the national team because he was always left on the bench even though he was called up? You can call us on 0891 Also send us an SMS on 40938. We also take WhatsApp messages and WhatsApp voice notes on 061-4104-107. And Silo in Mokopane has called us. Silo, good evening. Thank you for calling us. Thanks, Davido. Thanks for taking my call. Where do you stand look, here, Silo? Look, you know, on this on on this issue of Ferreros and everyone who are the players. And so I think th- these guys they are so emotional, whereby they they made decision that is going to affect other players and us. Because um, it seems like these players they have um, uh, some spat with certain coaches. And then ultimately they say, no, we don't want to play for a fan of fun. So m- m- my thing is, if someone do that, like Serrera did, they must, let, let's not, let's stop calling. Oh, Silo. Oh, okay, Silo, we lost, we lost you there, Silo. Uh, do call us again. I really wanted um, to get your point across there, Silo. So please do call us again if you can hear us. Let's go to Cabello in Pretoria. Cabello, good evening. Thank you for calling us. Cabello? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear, yes, mate. Yes, yes, good, good, good evening here to you and your team. Thank you for calling uh, us. Where do you stand here? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm standing on this, uh, on the fence actually here because this guy, Ferrero, has taken from... Benny McCarthy did the same to, to, to Afanabafan. Steve Pinar, uh, Steven Pinar, did the same to Afanabafan. These guys must, must come and apologize to us before they go can be called to the squad. The national coach can't can come and tell us uh, everyone uh, deserves a second chance. We saw that guy coming to us and say, my apologies. Because this is affecting us as a nation. Look at the stadium when Afanabafan is playing. The stadium doesn't become full because why? The support is not there. Because of the same attitude which these players are giving to us. He must come and apologize. We love him. He's our national player. We love him, but he yeah. must come and apologize. And I think, I think you're correct. There's no doubt about his talent, uh, Cabello. Everybody would want yes. to have Tulani Serrero in the team. But you can't tell the country that I don't need you. Let the country tell you that we don't need you. Thank you for your service. But this surely this is not the way it should be. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. No, they, they must learn to apologize. They mustn't treat us like kids. Because he's, he's going home and coming out of home. This is a national team. Other nationals are taking that that nation very, 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 very important more than their team, the team they are, they are playing for. Okay, Cabello, nice one in Pretoria. Thank you for calling us. I'm Dange in Cape Town. Good evening. So I hope you go there, member. Yes, yes, uh, no, just I'm fine. Just a short member, man. Yes, this thing of Utrani Serrero, it has been going on for a very long time, member, because it's, it's unacceptable, you know, because I think if, if he was a PSL player who said that to his national team, I don't think he would be the national team, because this thing of players playing in Europe, Safa tends to be too soft on those guys, because... Uh, Tulani Serrero shouldn't be playing for South Africa when he said uh, he doesn't want to play for Iwafana Iwa Bafana, you know. 
because this thing we tolerated this thing so much because we've been in this situation with players like about Benny McCarthy, you know. Uh, but not, not that I'm bringing all stuff back, but uh, discipline should be uh, a first priority for the staff because uh, we've got players like about Anthony or Martial playing for Manchester United. They want to leave Manchester United because they're not playing in France, you know. But at the FA, we've got players like Tony Serrero who wants to choose a game that they want to play. If he's coming from Europe, he doesn't want to sit on a bench for a player who's playing in the PSL, he must play regardless of his performance. This thing must stop, member. I, I, I really reject that, 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 that collab of Serrero. And for me, Mdange, that's the biggest problem because it's not like he doesn't get called up. Just like Kamuhelo Mukocho, they do get called up, but you can't tell the coach that I want to start, make sure that I start because I came all the way from Europe for, for this game. You can understand if a guy was playing so well, like like we, we, we mentioned, 14, played 90 minutes for 14 matches in, in 14 out of 15 matches. He's clearly playing regularly. And then if he doesn't call it doesn't get called up then it's another issue but the guy gets called up and even then he wants to be guaranteed to play anyway let's hear from Kululego in Johannesburg thank you for calling us in Kululego uh, no it's not Kululego it's Patrick from Port Elizabeth oh okay sorry Patrick in PE thanks for calling us no man so first of all let every player understand that it's a privilege to be called to the Bafana Bafana or to represent your country in any sporting group and second of all a player is not guaranteed a right as if he's coaching himself to come to. And what, that attitude is a wrong attitude. That's why we're not going to go any far as Bafana Bafana. As long as a player still believes when he's called up, he deserves a right to play. He needs to give, leave that to the coach. And the attitude of Ferrero and everything, and everyone that plays in Europe, because they play in Europe, they believe that they have the first bet uh, to, to come and play. That's wrong. Second of all, if we're not going to address that issue, Every now and then, we don't address those issues. Then we are creating uh, uh, no unity within the players. Because the players will start learning that, ah, what's the use of me to pull in myself? Where Serena will come and have a straight path, uh, or we will be back to come back. That's wrong. Players should be brought down and understand that they represent their country. The country is bigger than them. Simple as that. And also, and it's not where they play. And it's not the first time that this has happened with Tulani Serrero. You might remember Anna Gordon Egerson when he was called up and then in Deben and then he said he's injured. And it turns out the next week they were playing against Barcelona and Gordon Egerson was convinced that he's saving himself for Barcelona. No, it always happens. I mean, so saying that as long as we don't toe the line and put and discipline the players or have a conversation then, because now it's like now because we're playing in Nigeria, we have to beg them to come back. That's not right. That's pro- that drops the attitude of other players and the cousins of the players that have been there to take and play, play for Bafana Bafana. Okay, great call there from Patrick in PE and he makes a very good point. What message does it send out to the other players that are looking to play for Bafana Bafana? I mean, I remember, um, who's the boy at Vets now? Oh, my memory just like, oh, Tabang Munare. He tweeted when he wasn't called up to the squad uh, that maybe I'm not South African, why am I not being called up? And a lot of people slammed him saying that nobody's got the right to be called up to Bafana Bafana. But how must he be feeling now if a guy that quit the national team a year ago is being called back to the Bafana Bafana squad without us being told exactly uh, what, what has happened or without him being uh, at least apologizing to the nation. Kululeko in KZN, uh, thank you for calling us. Good evening. Hey, Chubbs, how are you, man? Fine and you, sir. What's your view? Where do you stand here? No, I'm fine. No, you see, me personally, I don't mind Ferrero uh, coming. Uh, the thing is, the safari is... Is very weak. The side of Safa is very weak because it's, the, the caliber of players that we have are not really 
up to scratch. It's not like we are Brazil or or France where the players really want to shine for the for 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 the national team because it's pre- prestigious to play for such national teams. But the other issue that I want to comment about is is this striker that was left by by Baxter on the reasons that he has never worked with a striker before. I, I find that very very disturbing. For you, you can leave a striker that is scoring. 14, 14, 14 times out of 15 games, and you say, I left the striker because I have never worked with him before. I was that actually, is very for I me. was also bewildered by those comments. Actually, that, I'm gonna try and I'm actually gonna try and find that clip on Gululeko because I also couldn't understand when he said that I'm not calling Lasfeld vague up uh, because I've been worked with him, even though the guy has called 10 goals, uh, scored 10 goals in 12 matches. That's the one you're talking about, right? What are can you tell me, has Baxter worked with Serrano before? <laughs> okay, well, he did call him up last year in October, but he didn't play him, which is why Serrano uh, wasn't happy. I'm going to play that clip for you, but I think you make a very good point here, Gululego in KZN. If you missed it earlier at the squad announcement, this is what the coach had to say about not calling up last Felvek. The players that have, that have been injured and withdrawn, we want to make sure that we're bringing in players that have been around. So, for example, let's look at the strikers. Last Valvik has scored a few goals as far as Rotterdam. But I've never worked with him. I've never worked with him. So, even though he's doing okay, I think it would take time for me to bring him in. So, Lars could maybe feel a little bit aggrieved. So there you have it. I think that's what Ngululeko was referring to with the coach saying that uh, he hasn't called up Lars Felvek because um, he uh, hasn't worked with him even though the guy has got 10 goals in 12 matches. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, we're going to take your calls after the break again. We're still talking about Tulani Serrero's return to Bafana Bafana. 0891 104 207. SMS 4938. WhatsApp 0614104107. Uh, that's where we take WhatsApps. 0641404107. Even voice notes. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Kimberley. Leading the conversation, as always, right here on SAFM. Let's go to the voice notes now. Uh, people have sent us voice notes on 061-4104-107 about the Tulani Serrero incident. Hello, SAFM. This is Mpasele from Lepalale down in Limpopo. I don't believe Serrero owes anyone an apology, and I don't see why people are complaining about him being called up for saying that he deserves to be in the starting line. He dis- He does. He he does deserve to be in the starting lineup. He's the most creative player we have in this uh, generation of players that we use in the National League, in the national team, beg your pardon. So I don't think he owes anyone an apology. He just has to come back. They should play him because he's creative. The guys, I still remember that game when we were playing about, uh, against um, Nigeria. He caused so much problems for them. Okay, so there's one view from our WhatsApp voice notes. I just didn't get the name uh, there. If you don't mind, just saying the name so we can tell the people uh, who you are. He says that he's got no problem with Tulani Serrero coming back. He deserves to be in the starting lineup. I think there's no doubt about his talent, but I'm not sure if there's anybody in 
any sport who's got the right to be in the starting lineup. I think that's why there's a coach to select the team. But let's hear another voice note. Um, good evening, Tabiso. It's Lelo speaking. If I were to learn Sararo, I would have done the same. There's nothing that it's that is as irritating as watching people that are um, incompetent playing well. You know you are good and you're sitting on the bench. So he doesn't owe us any apology here to say what he had to say. Thanks. Okay, Lelo. Saying that Tulani does not owe anybody an apology. Um, he deserves to be playing in that team there. Uh, let's go to another voice note here. We've got a lot of voice notes coming in. It's clearly a hot topic here. Uh, let's see who do we have. Uh, good evening, Taviso. You are speaking to Mr. Tataisa from Lois Richard. I do not agree with the coach, Mr. Stuart Baxter, that Serrero deserves the second chance. Every citizen or every player must avail himself when called by SAFA to perform national duties. SAFA is not willing to build a team of pride. They cannot back Sirel. The PSL have potential players who can match his standard. And they must try by all means not to discourage these other players who are willing to play for Bafana. Thank you. Okay, so there's Mr. Tatane there uh, saying that he doesn't agree with the coach. Let's see the other voice notes that we have. Okay, somebody says, I don't blame Serrero for his behavior for as long as Safa is led by weak, clueless and self-serving people. Players must continue uh, thumbing their noses at the national team. In other countries, players would give their left lungs to make the cut. Safa can keep their Bafana Bafana and I'll keep watching my club football. That one is from Ditejo. And, and uh, okay, before I go to the lines, let's go to the last voice note. Oh, okay, we're going to the lines. Ronnie, you've called us from Jobek. Thank you very much for holding, mate. Thank you very much, Tabiso. Good evening to you and good evening to uh, SAFM listeners. Uh, look, I think I think Osirero is holding the whole country into a ransom. That's one. And two, Safa is, 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 is condoning it. They are setting a wrong precedent. I mean, this is for the second time that the very same player is, is, is misbehaving. I mean, this is this is this is nonsense. Uh, he, he should be stopped on his track. And my advice, uh, Tabiso, I will suggest if maybe you can call Safwa to the studio to come and account on on, on these shenanigans that are happening in in SA football. I mean, uh, firstly, a couple of months a couple of months ago. The, the the Moses Mabida incident. Remember, the coach wanted that 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 match to be played yes. in, in his inland. In, in, yes, and 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 Safa because of their Safa. I mean, Safa is Safa. Really, yeah. I, I think you you need to uh, invite Safa to the studio so so that they can they can account. I'm not sure if they'll accept the invite, but I agree with you, Ronnie, that they should take responsibility here because um, they were never, not even clear if Tulani Serrero was banned or not. They were also all over the place with the Kamuhelo Mokocho situation, home affairs to come in, the minister to come in and get him a South African passport. And actually, when Kamuhelo Mokocho was called up to the Bafana Bafana squad after he renounced his citizenship, 
He was in a South African and he was in camp and he was in the Bafana Bafana squad. But he had no South African papers until the Minister of Home Affairs at the time, um, Minister Kigaba was it, intervened at the time and then he got his papers. So really, really, Safa need to put their foot down. He'll just explain to us what is going on because there's also May Masango. Remember May Masango also. We don't know where we stand with May Masango. Let's go to KG in the Eastern Cape. KG, good evening. Good evening, sir. Um, thank you for taking my call and good evening to your listeners as well. Look, my, my take to this issue of Sarah is simple. First and foremost, I do not condone that players would uh, refuse to come and represent their nation when they wish and whatnot. But I understand that this whole issue, uh, apparently Benny would be the person that would have set this big precedence in terms of not wanting to represent your nation. But the problem I've got with that is that we are, up until today, the nation, I doubt, if it is clear about the circumstances surrounding uh, Benin's situation and his refusal to represent the nation and whatnot. Now, if I was the president of sport or of this country, I would, uh, I would ask an inquiry into this issue of Benin so that we put it to rest for once and for all. We educate the nation that when Benin did not want to come and play for South Africa, I'll focus on Benin because he set this precedence. Yes, all of the other players would have come in the situation and whatnot. But I think what we need to also understand is to try and understand the circumstances because what is happening is that Safa was there. And a lot of things happened under Safa. Even today, we still haven't seen those things. Many years after Benny lost, I mean, he's no longer playing. And we're still not seeing a Bafana that is improving or is doing any better without Benny or anything like that, even without Serrera. So I think there is a problem somewhere, a root cause of all of these problems. That's where I would like our energy to be directed to, so that we try and find exactly what the problem is, so that as a nation, we understand where our problems and are. And also, KG, remember, checking, yes. sorry to come in, remember Quentin Fortune was also a big culprit uh, when it came to coming to play for his country, but the same Quentin Fortune was called to sit on the bench with Bafana Bafana. What example are we setting there? Now, the whole point is, the whole point is, if, if the, the rules are weak, the people that are supposed to enforce the rules are weak, Maybe that's the problem, but all I'm saying is that there seems to be a deeper problem, a root cause of all of these problems. Because we might be picking up on players and whatnot. Mm. Because I, I personally have followed the story of Benny back in the days when he landed in the country and he had no one to pick him up and all of those things. And yeah. he was actually interested in the ticket issues. Yes, so he had to find his own way to, to get to the hotel and to the camp and whatnot. But the question is that the people that were responsible, those things were never in the media and they pronounced as it is. But all I'm saying is that let us find what the problem is. And if the suffer is to blame, let's blame the suffer so that we know the next generation of players is not um, affected by all of this. Because obviously, for as long as this matter has not been resolved, we are forever going to have these issues. Because the issue of Serrero, yes, it's wrong not to say you don't want to play and whatnot. But we also have to understand other dynamics around the, the, the dates of the matches, the, the other fixtures in, around the world and all those. Sometimes we need to make sure that we try and align ourselves. Because remember, these guys, they're playing for their careers. They make a living out of this. Okay. So sometimes you come and play for South Africa and something happens and you end up with a problem. So those are things that we also need to look at. So it's a whole lot of things. Okay, great call there. KG says that there, uh, there is a bigger issue and we must find out what is the root cause of these players not wanting to come play for Bafana Bafana. Ibrahim Whitbank, thank you very much for holding on. Thank you, 
Oh, after holding on for so long, Ibrahim, your line is letting us down. Can you hear me now? No, we've got a big problem with our Okay, no, I can't hear you there, Ibrahim. I'm going to try and uh, get back to you. Let's see if we have any more WhatsApps and SMS. Mutsamayi says, Tabiso, our rugby will claim the top position again and win a rugby World Cup. Uh, Mark my words, that's an SMS coming in about the rugby there. Let's see if we have any more SMSs or WhatsApp voice notes uh, to continue the conversation as we try and get Ibrahim back on the line there, Ibrahim in Whitbank. Do we have him on a better line? Okay, we seem to have him on a better line. Ibrahim, sorry about that. Can you hear us now? Yes, I can hear you, right? Okay, what were we you saying? There's foreign, foreign players, right? Those foreign players are out of our country. We don't have to let them come here. Here in our country, we've got the cream of the crop of South African players. You know what is the problem of our, our, our ball in South Africa? If the problem is there's no consistency of five players together, one team. And then you as a PSL player, whoever, or whoever come from overseas, they have to wait for them to play there. But if you're going to change the team like, what you call it, a lucky packet or whatever you call it, you can never ever consider it because this game, like Nigeria game, there's a whole story coming out. Sorella must come, that guy must come. For what? But the whole time, those guys who are playing there, who went now for the uh, last Okay, I hear you, Ibrahim, which is exactly what I was saying, that what message does it send out to our locally based players or just any other player that feel that they're good enough and they're not being called up, uh, but the guys who've quit the national team a year ago can come back at any time that they want. Jack in Albertin says, who's in charge of the team, Serrero or the coach? Ceremonial lame duck coach. He is locking himself in a situation he will not appreciate. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And on the SMS lines, uh, who is this? Uh, Jack says, if I was Serrero's teammate, I was not going to pass him the ball. Well, that's not nice, Jack. But I guess you've made your point. I understand exactly what you're saying regarding the, regarding the topic that we are talking about. Let's go now to Nigeria. I did say that we're going to get um, a view from Nigeria. What do they make of their team? A lot was said this side when people saw that uh, John Obi Mikel is out and Shina Oludare joins us, chief football reporter at Gold.com. He was very kind enough to speak to us also during the World Cup. Shina, good evening and thank you again for agreeing to speak to us on SAFM. No, we are fine. Thank you, uh, Shina. We just wanted to get a reaction. The big talking point here is the omission of John Obi. Was it expected that side or is it also a surprise? Hello, Shina. Oh, okay. We seem to have an issue with the line there connecting to Nigeria to speak to Shina Oludare, chief football reporter at gold.com. And I uh, really wanted to get to understand why John Obi Mikel is not in the squad. He actually hasn't made the squad since the World Cup, John uh, Obi Mikel, the Nigeria squad. But they sure do have some very, very uh, big names in their squad. On Twitter, Kayeli Kumalo says, Surely Safa must rework their rules. Playing for the national team should be a privilege, not just an optional affair. This calls for new clause to cap the trend. Very good point here being made by uh, Kaye Lise. We can't always be talking about this situation where the player is saying that um, 
I'm coming, I'm not coming, play me, don't play me. If you don't play me, then I won't come. If if you want me to come, make sure that I play. Uh, also, Sesh Galagala says, I'm actually going to the stadium because of Tulani Serrero. There's one from Tulani. Oh, his name is also Tulani, so that explains it then. Okay, we've got our man back in Nigeria, Shina. I was just asking that, uh, was it expected that side that John Obi Mikel won't be called up? Okay. Shina? No, it's not working tonight. We'll try it again. We still have um, 12 days before the match, so I'm sure we will get Shina Oludare again. You can call us if you want to still talk about Tulani Serrero on 0891-104-207. We've got five minutes left. SMS 40938. Our WhatsApp number where we are taking voice notes is 061-4104-107. And there's also a tweet coming in here from Emmanuel who says, the honor and the privilege is what is missing in SA football. Look at the rugby and cricket guys when they are being called up there is passion from f- from them all the time even when they are not being picked to start and then who is this this is Howard says what's the use to call him and bench him there's no guarantee that he will play they should leave him and select other players and uh, also Vincent Mtombe and he says I just hope that Stuart Baxter has a clear plan on how he's going to use uh, Tulani Serrero Makafa Ne Patrick says the show rocks Baba and uh, also um, Sesh is that the thing is that when he's not playing in the national team he's going to be benched in his team after all no one is guaranteed a spot in his team and then Captain Lula says this is disrespectful respectful and undermining the country's national team and the people of SA to Lani Serrero and who who came out of this decision to call him back. Uh, Matimu says uh, if we see Serrero wearing jersey number 10 and starts then I'll know that Stuart Baxter was told to play him. This Serrero boy is arrogant. Lufuno says that he can only come back only after I hear his apology. Let's go to the voice notes again. Okay let's play that voice note. Evening, Tabiso. Member, look, man, I think Serrero Mina deserves to be on that team at any given day. With all the shenanigans that have happened, I still think if you can show me any player that can fit in that Bafana Bafana squad and play better than Serrero, then yeah, we can talk. But Guamanje, which is just play the player, man. Serpo in Kalinen. Okay, thank you, Tsepo. We should play the player in Kalin. And let's also get an expert's view here from uh, Njabulo Ngidi, football journalist. Njabulo, in the two and a half minutes that we have, a lot of people seem to be unhappy with the return of Tulani Serrero. One or two saying that, ah, he's good enough to play. Where do you stand here? Hi, Njabulo, can you hear me? Okay, no, we really seem to have a serious problem uh, with our lines uh, tonight. We really, really do apologize for that to everybody who's trying to get through to us and people that we've tried to call to get comment on the show. Uh, We'll be better tomorrow. We can promise you that. But we've been talking about the return of Tulani Serrero to the Bafana Bafana squad. And I think it's unanimous that um, a lot of people are actually not happy that he is back in Bafana Bafana and I think that uh, Safa do need to take the nation into uh, their confidence here and just come and explain this decision because as we mentioned last week right here on SABC Sport we were actually the first to reveal that Tulani Serrero will come back uh, that's when Velile Mnyandu had a word with the president uh, Danny Jordan who said that uh, they'd already sent out notification and communication to Tulani Serrero uh, to find out if he's available or not and then he said he's available and then now it was up to the coach to pick him so uh, it 
you can understand those who are saying that the coach's hand was forced here because the president was the first one to speak about the return of Tulani Serrero even before we knew that he was coming back to the Bafana Bafana squad. And also Bonga Zulu says I've two views about, oh, he's talking about the Intumulan Kune incident. He says, I think the referee saw that Kune had made a genuine attempt to go for the ball and that resulted in getting a yellow card. My other thought is that Kune was trying to protect himself from being hit on the face by the ball. I think these are only two excuses the referee can give uh, for that a- incident and Piwangamlana says unless the rules have changed that was a red card for uh, Itumeleng Kune there so uh, we we couldn't speak to the referee that had uh, agreed to speak to us we were told while we were on the show that actually Safa had sent up communication had sent out rather communication to the referees to tell them that they are not allowed to speak on this issue I do understand uh, uh, that they will meet tomorrow as the referees review committee so hopefully after they meet there uh, they can come and speak to us so a lot of answers that people want from the South African Football Association regarding the referees and also regarding uh, Tulani Serrero. But that's it from us. Thank you to everybody who's contributed on the show tonight. Thank you to the producers, Luyolom Kalipi, Katlecho Mudiba, as well as Babolom Duma, a technical producer. Up next, right here on SAFM, do not go anywhere because Mr. Ashraf Gada has uh, got the viewpoint between 8 and 10. And uh, today's a big hitter. You'll find out shortly who the big hitter is. Oh, okay, let me check his tweets here of who the big two. Uh, the big hitter is Mr. Ashraf Gada. Oh, it looks like even technology is now letting us down. I can't even check the tweets. Let's go to news, folks. Thank you very much.